Hello, you all. How are you doing today? I've been moving through so many different things as I've been on this journey and adventure and thinking about what I want to talk about today. I think what I want to look at is the missing factor, the point of challenge in our life and moving through resistance, which we have, whether we're conscious or not, when we're stretching ourselves to grow and, and be in new ways, whether internally or externally or both, really, meeting that point of resistance, which I know I've talked a lot about, but I want to speak to it a little bit more specifically, and how we can often focus on the things that we don't have rather than understanding how to be in relationship with ourselves as we traverse into the unknown and as we move towards what it is that we're wanting to pull in, draw into our lives, but not putting our lives on hold in the process of it. So I hope that makes sense. We're going to try and dive into all of that today. This is Corinne Bloom, and you're listening to Raw Conversations. So I first want to share a little bit of a story, personal story, as I'm going on this adventure for those of you that have been following. And it's been such a learning experience of, I know I've been talking about it a lot, but just falling into radical trust, surrendering, feeling the resistance and leaning into it, and really finding the courage to stretch myself into the unknown. So for the better half of the last decade, I've been in a very, I was in a very um, predictable, somewhat monotonous, unchanging kind of environment. And I've really gone to the opposite end of the spectrum where it's a huge unknown. It's a totally different um, culture, life, environment, everything. And it, you know, as I shared last week, it can be deeply, deeply uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, we recognize that we are really creatures of comfort and habit and routine. I think now more than ever, the way that we live our lives And, you know, there's something that's lovely about that for the nervous system. And there's also something that it can get a little bit, um, you know, same-samey. And interestingly enough, when our lives are very safe and cushy, we actually build a a greater sense of anxiety, funnily enough, because, so I'll give, (laughs) give an example. The place that I was staying in was in this kind of gated community. It was a very lovely neighborhood, very safe. Um, I'm in Mexico for those that are wondering. And yet there was always this kind of like, well, what's beyond the gate, (laughs) you know, and you have everything that's kind of safe and cushy on the inside. But then there is this, well, what's out there in the world? And to be honest, it was actually very similar where I was living, where it was very comfortable. And there was this vortex of Uh, this vortex of energy that would kind of suck you into this place, this mountain that I was living at the foot of. 
and everything beyond the borders of that felt that there, you always had to go through a threshold of anxiety and and it wasn't just me it was a lot of people because there was this kind of vortex that pulled you in and made you feel like the rest of the world was a big world out there you know and it and it is a big world out there but when we step beyond the gates so to speak the borders and we put ourselves into the unknown at first there really is this kind of like woo you know what's there and it's scary but you recognize that so much of what we're afraid of is a thought a projection even an opinion somebody else's opinion of what the world is like out there and you know when i'm talking about this kind of in what seems like literal literal terms it's always a reflection of what's also going on internally that you know we might be afraid to stretch ourselves beyond our our own behavior because it's habitual and it's familiar and safe as i spoke about last week but actually we need to find the courage to leave the neighborhood a little bit you know because sometimes actually the neighborhood of our own mind and our own belief system ain't a good one. Sometimes it can be a right, proper ghetto, <laughs> you know, if, if you're experiencing fear and anxiety and self-criticism and judgment and all of these things. So it's the metaphoric, you know, stepping outside of the, the walls, you know, that are keeping us in. So I've moved to a different place a different area and it's been really hard firstly just not to have a, a home you know moving around a lot trying to figure out what the next step, step is in quite a spontaneous way and then not having my own transport you know this is I'm someone that's had a car since I was 15 years old and really being kind of at the mercy of of other people and not being able to have the freedom and autonomy to move around and I could have um paid a buttload of money just to get a scooter around the corner but um, I was able to kind of get a scooter from a friend of a friend but it was all the way on the other side of town and some people had said oh no don't go into that part of town and so I had to ask some people and I said no no it's fine and you know I had to kind of negotiate with the taxi driver and I'm learning like you you fall into the flow and you know you you keep it light and was kind of joking around and made made him laugh and you know negotiated a good deal and so all of it is a bit of an adventure right it's not it's not like the straightforward suburban or even urban um life where everything you know you kind of get up you go to the same coffee shop you have the same driving routine you're doing the same errands right you're you're having to negotiate um uncharted territory every single day so then it was really quite an adventure to get the bike, find the bike, ride the bike. It was, it's really like a kind of old school, bit haggard <laughs> scooter, which I kind of like because it's like a local's bike. And then even just trying to get to the grocery store and, you know, some of the roads are good and some of the roads are really um, graveled and holes and you're passing nice bohemian chic places and then you're passing through kind of slums and you know, asking for directions. And what's beautiful is that everyone is so kind, actually, really kind and always greet you with a smile and helpful, as helpful as possible. And it was an adventure to go to the grocery store and, you know, everything is new. You don't have your food. You don't know where to find things, right? And it, and it sounds so kind of simple and mundane. And yet 
when you put yourself into a different situation, you realize how familiar you are with what you've been doing for sometimes years, if not decades, in, in day in and day out. <clears throat> then on the way back, I had to like rig all of the grocery bags onto the scooter. I have my daughter on the back, like a bag of popcorn between us. I've got a pineapple between my legs on top of a massive bag of groceries <laughs> and, um, you know, trying to use Google Maps and it's not really helping me out and needing to stop many times and the sun was starting to set and I was like, oh God, I don't want to get caught in this kind of no man's land in between. And, you know, again, passing through some nice places and some really places that are it'll humble you you know to see what you're passing and how people live and and yet at the same time I look at how some of these people are living in such poverty but so resilient and you know to still have smiles on their face it, it's so beautiful to see because I can imagine it's not an easy life and yet you know you see people in London that have got a nice place and a high paying job and they're walking around with frowns on their faces every day so there is something to really being in community and in the elements. Um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, life is so much about perspective. So on the note of perspective, you know, I had, a, I had a moment where I felt a little bit like, ooh, this is overwhelming. It's starting to get dark. I don't want to get stuck in the dark. Are we going to make it back? I keep on getting lost. I can't find my way. And then I just had this voice come in of like, what if you just trusted just trust, like pray to your angels, you know, ask them to watch over you, but just trust that you will make it home. And we did. And actually we had a great adventure along the way. I mean, it was, it was kind of comical if you had looked at our bike and although actually probably looked very local and, um, but moving through kind of the moral of the story was moving through firstly, my resistance to even wanting to go get the bike because I knew it was going to be a bit of a, of an adventure to get it and bring it back and not knowing, not knowing the way, you know, what a metaphor that is not knowing the way we never know the way in life. We think we know the way in life. We want to know the way in life. We want to have our ducks all in a row. We want to, um, know what the next step is and where we're going and what it's going to look like. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that gives us a sense of safety, right? And yet it was so enlivening. It was so enlivening to not know and to really fall into radical trust, knowing that there are angels all around us, seen and unseen. You know, every person that I asked for help that would actually stop and really give me their time in their presence, that is an angel. You know, it is. And feeling the state of resistance in my being, I could feel that the, the, the fear could have easily crept in. And then choosing to go, no, you know what? I surrender, I trust, I fall into flow. And can I enjoy this moment? There was a moment where, you know, my daughter was like, just like, this is so much fun. You know, we came back and it was such an adventure. And even this morning when we woke up, I turned around and gave her a hug in bed. And she looked at me with the biggest smile and said, yesterday was really fun. You know, it was so outside of the ordinary so outside of what we've been used to. Would I want to do it every day? No. <laughs> of course, there's a part of me that misses my creature comfort, misses my car, misses the food that I'm used to eating. But why am I telling you this story? Because 
when we're physically in the external world, really being thrown into the unknown, into the new, stretching ourselves way beyond our comfort zone, putting ourselves into positions that can feel a little bit scary, and you just do it. You just do it. You move through it and you trust it. Ultimately, that's what it is, is you trust it. You don't fight it. You don't control it. You don't resist it. You lean into it and you really allow, surrender, fall into flow and trust. Then, then life becomes an adventure. And I think then you can also enjoy the process. You know, I could have been a stressed out mess trying to get back, afraid that it's getting dark and, you know, I have the added pressure of a kid on my, on my back and, and instead just choosing to find the joy in it. And I think this is a really important part of the process because what I want to talk about next is this missing factor or the point of challenge is that every single person, every single person, I have not come across one person that doesn't have a point of challenge in their lives, that doesn't have something that they feel might be missing. So for some people, I work obviously a lot with singles and their point of missing and their point of challenge is that they don't have a partner and that they're longing to have a partner and they really feel that loss and the pain of that, right? And then I know people that have seemingly everything. They have the partner, they have the family, they have the nice house, they're financially stable, but maybe their health isn't okay. And I know several people in that position. Or you have the partner and you have your health, but you're struggling with your career. You're struggling with your purpose. Or you have the partner, but you don't have the child. Or you have the child and the partner and uh, and the job, but the home doesn't feel right. My point is, there's often always a point of struggle or challenge. I'm going to call it challenge. And a part of me thinks it's a very old paradigm that we need to learn through suffering. I think actually we can let go of that. We're going through such quantum leaps right now that I think we can let go of the suffering piece. I think right now we're being confronted by our fears, again, either external or internal, because it's, we have been under a paradigm for thousands of years that has really been ruled by fear. And fear is the one thing that really can trap and control the soul, which is, innately actually uncontrollable but fear can have a grip who can it have a grip and that's why doing this inner work is so important because it really is a time of mastery of how strong are you on the inside and not strong like brute strength right what I mean by strength on an internal level is it's no matter what I'm going through no matter how great the fear or how tight the grip of anxiety is, or how far stretched I am right now, I'm okay because I've learned to sit and stay and be with my experience, be with my emotions, be with my fears, anxieties, insecurities, and know that I'm going to be okay so that I can fall into that radical trust, so that I can fall and surrender into flow, so that I can actually allow myself to be held by the scene and unseen support that is there around us so that I can learn to receive. This is moving into the feminine. We've been in the masculine, which is so, um, I'm going to do it, control it. This is the linear path. This is the trajectory. 
that's the extreme masculine, right? It's not really the, the genuine um, divine masculine, but it's the extreme masculine that we've been in without the balance of and harmony of the feminine. We're learning how to receive, right? So this inner strength is, do you have a strong enough bond with yourself where you trust yourself and you trust your ability to be with all parts of yourself and all experiences and know that you're going to be okay. That is to me, the, the whole point of doing this work is because that ultimately brings us peace. You know, I have a dear friend that suffers a lot of anxiety and is stubborn as all hell and doesn't want to necessarily do the inner work. And I'm like, yeah, but that's going to be your liberation. It's going to liberate you from being at the mercy of your fears, anxieties, emotions. None of those things are bad. They're just messengers that are inviting us to be with ourselves, love ourselves, have more compassion, have more care. Listen, stay, 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 stay. If that is the one thing that I find most comes up in my work with people is stay with your experience. Don't abandon, don't reject, don't push away, right? Stay, feel, lean into it, lean into the resistance. Had I not lent into the resistance, I wouldn't have had that adventure, which actually turned out to be very fun, very adrenalized <laughs> in a way, but really fun. And it made me feel alive. It made us feel alive. Those are the things that create memories. So going back to the missing part, if all we're focusing on is what's missing, if all we're focusing on is the challenge our, our world gets caged in. Our reality gets caged in. And at some point, two things need to happen. One is we need to lean into the resistance and move through it and just do it. Do it with love. Do it with compassion. Do it with self-mastery to know that you're going to be there for yourself. But just do it. Push yourself outside of your comfort zone, as I've been talking about in these weeks, because I'm in it. <laughs> you might not be in it, but maybe on an internal level, you might be. You know, because doing the inner work does require us to do something different and that feels uncomfortable. And so that will inevitably stretch us beyond our comfort zone, right? The other thing that needs to happen is that if we're looking at what's missing, and I'm going to use the example of partnership, relationship, romantic love, because I work with a lot of people that are in that place, you got to still live your life and find joy in it. They will come. The partner will come. You have to trust that that's the radical trust. But to live your life focusing on what's missing all the time, even though, of course, it will come up and you will have your moments of loneliness and those are moments and invitations to be with yourself with tenderness, with love, with compassion. But again, come to the place of trust. Come to the place of excitement for when it will come in its own perfect timing. But enjoy yourself in the process. Live for yourself in the process and I know sometimes that's easier said than done but so many people will kind of fall into the pits of just waiting waiting and maybe sometimes we're made to wait until we actually get that it's like oh but this is my life and this is my experience and can I enjoy myself in the abundance of what I have now, in the gratitude of what I have now, and in the excitement of what I'm moving towards? That's okay. Have the vision. Move towards it. But not at the cost of living in lack. 
So if you're dealing with the pain and suffering of where you are right now doesn't feel fulfilling, know what you're moving towards, but move towards it not as a way of running away from where you are now. Running away from is very different than moving towards, but as you move towards, enjoy the now. Enjoy the, the mayhem sometimes, the chaos, the unknown, the fear, the, the, um, the adventure of the getting there. Because all we have, again, is this, is this now moment. So what is, what is the moral of this story today and what is the invitation? Hmm. Lean into the areas that are that point of struggle, that point of challenge, that point of fear and resistance. Breathe into it and lean into it. And it's like the, the vision I have, because of course I've been spending a lot of time in the water, swim through it. Swim through it. Propel yourself through the water. I love the, the, the image of stillness in motion. That you have to be in a state of stillness to create movement. If we're constantly just moving from the outside, it's the hustle, right? It's the running away from. It's the circumventing and running around. We have to be still, feel, be in it. Then the movement comes. Then the flow comes. So the invitation is lean in, lean in, and as much as you can, enjoy the adventure and the process in the moment, even if it scares you, even if it's challenging, even if it's hard, even if it's sad and lonely, be with it, find the stillness into it, lean into it, and then propel yourself forward from that place. I'm going to leave it at that. I actually have to jump on a call. <laughs> As always, take it or leave it as feels right for you and loving you from afar. I'm going to add a PS <laughs> to this podcast because of the conversation that came out of just having a client call right now. At the very core of every experience, what we're looking for is peace. So we might be looking for what would things feel like with the absence of worry and stress and anxiety and fear, or what would it look like and what would the experience be like if I, you know, had the thing in my life that I wanted, the connection, the, com the companionship, the love, the, the adventure, the excitement, but why do we want these things? Like why do we either want to let go of certain experiences or call certain experiences in because at the core of it, is peace. We might call it happiness, but I've always said that happiness is peace. Happiness is, I feel at peace just being in the experience that I'm having. And here's the thing, I know I've said it before, all experiences are neutral. It just is. The meaning that we give to it, the perception we have of it, the feeling we have within it, is totally subjective. And this is why comparison never works because one person's experience is totally different, can be totally different from our own. And even our own experience can change dependent on the way that we perceive the experience. 
So like in my story, I could have been totally stressed out and had a terrible experience and be freaked out and have my nervous system freaked out. Or I could see it as this is an adventure and I, and I trust that I'm being guided and I'm protected and then it could be enjoyable and fun. Same experience could be totally experienced in a different way according to how we perceive it and how we approach it, right? One of the things I was saying to my client is it's almost like we're moving emotions, we're a moving body of experience that is feeling and having this response to life, right? As we move through it, but we're moving emotion because ultimately, whatever the experience is, at the core of it is like, well, how do you feel about it? I get for some people, they might be in their heads more. What do I think about this? Or what do I instinctually sense about this? But I actually think underneath it all, it's very much... I, I really see it as like we're moving feelings. We're moving emotions. Because even if you're more thought-based, you could still be in a feeling, right? I feel tense. I feel relaxed. I feel anxious. I feel scared. I feel joyful. I feel happy. I feel excited. I feel blah. I feel scared. I feel sad. It, normally, our experience is a feeling, right? And so we're moving emotions. And And the more that we see that, if we're kind of a moving body of water, which is actually pretty true because we're primarily all water, life is like the river. How many obstructions are we putting in the way? How many stones are we putting in the way? That's the resistance. That's the getting in our own way. Rather than the radical trust is, can I remove the obstacles that I'm putting in the way actually and just fall into the flow of it? And yes, the river might bend and sometimes it might be choppy and sometimes it might be smooth. But radical trust is I allow, I, I trust that I'm riding the current of life that my higher self is guiding me towards. So the resistance is maybe I don't like this experience. I don't want this experience, but maybe the higher self is saying, yes, but you need this experience or this just is an experience and it's your choice how you want to respond to that experience. So leaning into life and falling into that like trust fall uh, into our, the arms of our higher self is knowing that life is just an experience and it's totally neutral and it becomes what it becomes based on how we perceive it, how we give it meaning. And that's a choice. That's a choice point. And we can constantly switch that choice should we choose. We might be in it and, and having a terrible time of it. And even in that moment, we can make a choice. How do I want to feel in this experience? And sometimes it's easy to shift and sometimes it's not easy to shift, but the best way, the quickest way to shift something is allow what is without judgment, neither good, bad, right, wrong, better, worse, none of that. It's never black and white. It just is. Trusting that it's there for a reason. What do I have to learn from it? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to surrender to? What do I need to trust? What do I need to listen to within myself? How is this a messenger? How is this offering me the invitation to reflect and then maybe redirect so that I'm going into the flow of the river rather than feeling like I'm climbing the mountain or I'm banging my head against the wall, right? Anything and everything that comes up in our experience, in our body, in our lives, it's there for a reason. It's ultimately there for our highest and greatest good. Even if it's a point of learning, 
it will then be a point of growth, which will bring us through the transition, the funnel of the river out into the expansion of the sea. So if you can see yourself as like a moving emotion, a moving feeling, the only constant in life is change, right? The ebb and the flow. Don't get attached to it. Don't reject it. Don't grasp onto it. Don't push it away. Be with it. Feel it. Learn from it. Move with it. So just, just my two pence. And again, as always, you can take it or leave it as feels right for you. And for the second and final time, loving you from afar. You've been listening to Raw Conversations with Corinne Bloom. Thanks so much for showing up, listening in, and being a part of the conversation with me. 